and welcome to the Junkyard Love Podcast. Welcome to the Junk Hair Love Podcast. Today's recommendation, uh, due to the current release date of the podcast, we're currently at the beginning stages of uh, the coronavirus situation. So I'm going to recommend something that came up actually today on coronavirus, but it's going to apply for any time that this is listened to. It's about fear. Uh, this is a clip on Tom Bilyeu's impact theory. The title is Behavioral Neuroscientist Shows You How to Break the Coronavirus Anxiety Cycle by Judson Brewer. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, I, I just finished listening to it before I finished up editing this episode, so it's fresh in my mind. But it's great to learn about fear, you know, understand it, apply the scientific method to the fear that you're experiencing right now or you may experience in the future. Understand it. You can tackle it with stuff like this. So check that out. That's on YouTube. Behavior, behavioral neuroscientist shows you how to break the coronavirus anxiety cycle. Judson Brewer, Tom Bileus is the uh, YouTube account. Today we've got uh, Kelly St. Ange. He's a good friend of mine. So happy for you guys to meet him and hear his view on the world. Drink some water. Sit upright. Let's go. We have Chia Dog Kelly St. Ange in the house. Man, I'm happy to have you on. Um, we just kind of went over the subjects that we're going to try to touch on today. I'm hyped. I think it's perfect. Uh, we already, we did have a podcast before, but it was, um, I'll probably still post it, of course, but we didn't really like talk too much into this. Yeah. And uh, I just think that knowledge is so much power in every way. So oh, yeah. I think just learning about things, you know, a lot of, I was thinking actually about listening to this podcast this morning about the scientific method. Um, it was, uh, it was just like a 45 insert from How Stuff Works. But, uh, and I was thinking about it, like if I had to correlate it to my human emotions, like how have I used the scientific method? And I was thinking when I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to heal my depression. I'm going to get better. Like I'm sick of hurt. I'm going to do this. Like I, I, I use the scientific method. I was like, what's huh. going on? What do I do here? Like you, you kind of start testing it. You, you start troubleshooting, right? Oh yeah. So, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was interesting. It was kind of a thought that entered my head. So I figured I'd, I'd bring that up at the beginning. So yeah, that's, uh, that's perfect. Cause that goes right into, I'll, I'll and I'll get there too, but um, right. that goes into exactly what we're going to do today. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So any listeners, um, what we're going to do today, we're going to dance around a few subjects that all correlate. Um, we both have a little bit of things written down, so we'll try to, uh, I mean, it'll be loose and fun. Of course, uh, we're just kicked back here, hanging out at the studio, but we are going to try to, um, not dumb down. I, I hate that sentence. Of course, not dumb down, but just kind of conceptualize some things around math and, and science and, and quantum physics and, and all these things, which I know that sounds intense. So if you, uh, if those things are hurdles to you, just, I, I trust us, just stick around yep. and, uh, just, just, if you hear a sentence that doesn't make sense, just keep listening and it'll, it'll loop back. I, I assure oh, you. Oh, yeah. it's, it's something I have listened to. I listened to a lot of Eric Weinstein's podcast, The oh, Portal. Yeah. Uh, I always send you those. I'm always like, Kelly, you're that, my math friend. Like, what do you think about this concept? That, that guy's so brilliant. I God, love that guy. He's so smart. But he he said that too at the beginning of one of his podcasts. I was like, that's kind of what I do have to do. I Like sometimes I float away for like a minute 
while he's talking and I'm like, I don't really know if I understand. And then I come right back and it seems like it makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, just bear with us. Um, I think it'll be an exciting, fun conversation. Happy to have you, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Um, so I kind of wanted to, I really wanted to create a podcast with you that I've I've been doing or having to uh, study for the last couple of years here. And um, we're going to go over, uh, basically, we're going to go over computers and we're going to go into uh, computers, quantum computing. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of math stuff. Um, we're going to go into AI um, and we're all going to kind of very nicely uh, thread um, all of this. We will tangle them together. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so I'm going to start with, um, you know, a computer is kind of like this magic box, right? Everybody kind of has an idea of, okay, this is a computer. It has a screen. It has a mouse. It has all these things that a keyboard and such and uh yeah um i'm gonna go right into it so the computer has this uh has what's called layers of abstraction so um on the very bottom level is a is very complex and yet very not very abstract and that's the the very uh layer of physics so um it goes in it will go into as we get higher it'll become uh, less complex and become more abstract such that let's say like uh, there's you walk into a room and you see a bunch of lights, like uh, a bunch of light switches all in a room and you think, well, what do these light switches do? There's no lights. There's no, what do they do? Right? So, that's you walk into a room and you just really don't know what you're doing. Whereas when you have, when you get, get to the highest level of abstraction, less complexity, um, you have, you will be able to walk into a room and you will be able to say, Oh, I know that these things do this. So if I turn on the light, the lights turn on. So that's kind of what, what happens, but I'll go into more of the light switch analogy here in a little bit. So, um, so yeah, on the very bottom level of this abstraction, there's the physics level. So, um, you know, it, it has to do with, um, electrical current going to a switch, turning on, turning off. Okay. As we go higher, we have what are called bits and these are important because I'll get back to these later when it comes to quantum computing. So, um, so a light switch is kind of like one bit. You can turn it on, you can turn it off, right? So um, uh, binary. So then that's that's where the binary level comes from. It's the it's the set of instructions that a machine can understand. We cannot understand. I mean, can you understand? So if you see like a wall of binary, Jake, can you understand no, any of it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, either can I? Like it's. It's something that the computer does understands really, really fast. That's the other thing about computers. People will go, oh, well, I got a smartphone. I got, I got a laptop that does all this cool stuff for me. Well, computers are really dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Computers are dumb. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Alexa, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, don't, don't hurt me. Oh, my <laughs> God. No it. way. She heard it. Um, I think it's connected. I got one sitting here. Oh, okay. Um... But yeah, so no. How are they dumb? 
so computers are dumb because i mean literally mike i have mine right open right here right it hasn't really done anything it's not like you and i are having a conversation right now and i'm trying to explain the the layers of abstraction and computing to you in such a meaningful way whereas my computer all it's done is just it's just sat, sat here and waited for me to to do something right to yeah it. it's doing nothing until you in, until you interact with it until you tell it what to do i mean and then and then in such it's not like it intelligently figures out these from the magic universe problems it answers questions that it's already been given it's it's it has answers if this then that right yes uh, correct it's, it's, correct you're a hundred percent correct Jake. so um so on the other hand the thing is is that humans and i hate uh, i mean i hate to say it but humans are actually compared to computers are really smart meaning we can have we can extrapolate ideas we can communicate between each other we can do all this stuff the only thing that is is that we are really slow right Humans are really slow when it comes to crunching numbers or doing repetitive tasks or things like that. Um, whereas computers are really fast. So when you decide to bring those two together, you get something that's just really amazing. You right, know. Right. So just like you said, I mean, you're 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 kind of in this higher level of abstraction, the if-then statements that, and I'll get to that in a little bit, and I'll also get to what's known as debugging too. Great. You actually introed that um, in your introduction, but um, so, anyways, back to um, bits. So there's um, just like the light switches in the room. So each light switch is a bit. And usually it goes in powers of two. It can go in three, but you don't want it to. Um, so if you had four light switches in a room, that's four bits. Ha the, the number of different ways you can assign that light switch is 16 different ways. So think of like one on and the rest off. And then the next one on the the second or the second one on the first one off. Gotcha. So, combos, yeah. yeah. So it's two to the power of N is the formula. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and you, you might've seen it, uh, just messing around with like Ableton and stuff. Uh, usually the architecture or the, uh, the bus address for, for programs like 32 bit, 64 bit, right. Things like that. That has to do with, with, with that. Right. So, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I just jumped the gap there. I yeah. Like. Cool. Right. So, um, so let's say you were to walk into this room and you see six a, a row of sixty four light switches, and you go, okay, well, I can actually meaningfully turn these light switches on such that I can get a desired effect. Well, one of the cool things is that you can actually assign the the furthest row of light switches or the furthest light switches from the left to do to be an instruction so let's say and it's all so like let's say you divide each um these light switches into eight sort of thing so if you had one one light row of light switches does this this thing and another row of light switches is the next bit the next bit the next bit so let's say you wanted to add you know uh, 122 to 80, something like that. Well, you'd actually assign the first 
that first row of bits that on the very far left, you can actually say, okay, I want to tell to say that, okay, um, if you, if you were to say, I want to make the first, the, the third light switch, the, um, and so it's zero one zero zero, and then the, the, the remaining bits for the number, I want that instruction to be known as add. So then I can have 16 different operations where it's like, I want it, I want it to do, I want the information that's coming in to do what I want it to do. So I want right. it to, to add, or I want it to subtract, or I want it to multiply. I can have 16 bit, I can have 16 instructions doing whatever I want to the, to the following binary numbers. So you have the, so in these light switches you have mm -hmm. at, the, at the beginning, it's mm -hmm. just like an on or off. Yes or no. Uh, yeah. So it, it works from, from, from left to right. It, uh, it, the, it's all separated into eight, eights because gotcha. it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's eight bits, but there's, so eight bits is a word and then uh four four bits is a byte right and then two bits what's 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 less than a byte jake i don't know okay so when you when you take a little bit of a bite what is that a nibble it's a nibble uh, <laughs> they named it a nibble oh, dude. Did they? You, no, can, sons of bitches <laughs> can you believe i didn't actually that? know that i was yeah. like well, i don't know what the trick is oh my god <laughs> yes that's yeah. so epic dude whoever, whoever got to that was like fuck <laughs> 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 science Let's make it cute. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So, so, so I was trying to just visualize the, the light switch. Yeah. So it's essentially like these light switches do this, but what you're saying is you can program these light switches. You can program the first eight to yeah. say I when want, I want it to add or I want it to do this. Yeah. So, so in order us to, in order for us to get to the other 56 light switches, if we have 64, mm -hmm. the first eight are now designated to tell the signal what to do as it gets to the other light switches. Yes, that's, you, you got it, hundred percent. Okay. Yep, cool. Okay, uh, so, hopefully people are following along. I, th I think that kind of makes sense. Yeah. That's a good job. Man. So that's yeah, great job. Um, so you walk into this room and you're like, but that can be, you don't want to just okay. I want to add two numbers, right? I don't want to flip on all these dang light switches, right? Like that just I, can I get like some like a robot or some something else to do that for me? And so that's that's where the next layer of abstraction comes in. Okay. So as we're getting higher, we're getting, we're getting more. What if I were to have like a magic wand that does this for me? And I hate to use a magic wand, but let's say I had. Would you though? Yeah, I would love. A magic I would wand, love actually, a magic yeah. wand. But let's say like I had, um, or let's say I had, I could give it a command that says, okay, well actually I want, I want you to move this bit of data into this register and do this. And do that, and then add them together without having to turn all these damn light switches on. That that is actually called assembly. So you're actually moving outside of the hardware side of things, and you're moving into the software side of things, to where that assembly language will allow you to give it, give those commands, or give give the command to that that first register of light light switches to say, okay, I want you to move this or I want you to add this, or I want you to subtract this. The only bad part about assembly is, is it still is very tedious and not, not something that we want to say, okay, um, move it bit by bit by bit by bit by bit kind of thing. Whereas 
or because because you literally have mm-hmm. to go you have to go okay i want you to load in my class what i learned is you have to go okay i want you to load zero into the register one or the the one the first register and then i want you to then move the, the value of two into that register and then i want you to load another register or i want you to load another zero into another register and then move that register or move another number into that register and then i want you to add these and then i want you to put it in another register see how that kind of gets just yeah it's so many layers do you, I mean, yeah, you, you, you were the, the way i was visualizing it is actually kind of like a, a tree what, what was the tree you were talking about like just i mean even with fractions where you just oh the uh, fractal or the um Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, yeah, but but if you can think of Fraction it like trees, if, if yeah. you see it in your mind like that, you visualize it like that. It's just uh, things that seem so in depth, right? Yeah. It's kind of a simple task, really, right? It is a super a very sim- simple task, very so, simple task. So for a computer to get you get to a, hey computer get to A to Z, all yeah. it has to do is do these quick little trees in its head, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head, but, so to, so to speak. Yeah. So, right. but as we're going up, so it even gets even higher than that. So this is where uh, a lot of kids in their C or uh, computer science program, they actually start in C++, which is the first, or it's not the first, um, it's called an object-oriented programming language, but it's not the first one. Um, but it's the it's pretty much the main one. It's, uh, it's kind of like, um, I'd like to equate it to like learning piano first. Mm, you know how like getting music theory yeah if you if you start on a piano first it's almost like you can go anywhere like i've noticed like i hope that's true oh it is is so true it's so true i i I believe it yeah i mean i feel feel like i'm understanding music and in rhythm in a new way i was just i'm talking about this dude it's it's a new language it's it's a weird thing like the more i learn piano the more i'm getting like a little progressing in piano It's it's a it's hard to put into words because it's yeah. not a, a word language I suppose but yeah. it's a yeah like learning music is just it's mm. a different language for sure. So as we get into this higher programming language, it's less abstract. So I as a programmer can come in and say, okay, I want this program to do exactly this, and then what will happen is when I get everything completely right, when I when I'm done with it will do what's called uh it, it compiles the code but what it's doing is it's breaking down the code that i just wrote into assembly and then from assembly it breaks it down into that machine code for such that the computer can understand it right so eventually as we get even higher we get into the to the end result of it or the highest level of, of abstraction which is the which is the user interface it's it's such that you or anybody could walk into a room and go okay i know exactly what to do here i know to put a 2 here put a plus sign and a 2 and then hit go and it's going to give me the answer of 4 right so or, or or even rather and tell me if i'm wrong i might be jumping too far uh, it, it's basically when it jumps to user interface mm-hmm. it's basically taking those 64 switches and making it one switch and all you have to do is walk in and hit the switch mm. uh no uh, okay all right back back me up then okay I got, I got lost so okay so it's you're still the, the 64 light switches are still there but now there's like there's like a it's like a plug-in it's like you put um Let's say you put a machine over the top of this, 
of these 64 light switches, right? And then you can tell that you can then tell that machine, okay, I have these command sets that you can do such that I don't have to go around and turn on all these 64 light switches. Right. The machine does it for me. So that those layers are just added on machines to where it will tell gotcha. the, uh, the, the the previous machine or the, the machine below it, hey, do this. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I kind of was, I think I kind of was right there. So yeah, essentially you, you, turn, turning yeah. 64 switches into one switch, that part yeah, yeah. is kind of it, what, what yeah, it's doing. It, it Not that the human isn't interacting. The human right. isn't walking in the ring at this point. Right. This is, right. This yeah. Is you're, just, you're just interacting with it. Yes, right, yeah. exactly. So it's, it's, it's boiling it all down to mm-hmm. something that you can understand as, right. as a human. Whereas walking into a room and seeing a wall of 64 light switches yeah. is like, what do I do here? Like, yeah. Where do I start? So, so yeah, um, but anyways, so that's th- those are the layers of abstraction that that you, you go through, and um, a lot of what happens um, in in the C program or C plus plus to get from t- to well, how do you how do you get from A to B inside that program? Well, there are different different algorithms that you could take, and an algorithm is just something is just an instruction set it's like like if you look on the back of a nestle toll house chocolate chip package it it will tell you okay you need salt you need flour you need all this stuff and then you do this and then you do this yeah and then compiling is actually kind of like baking them in a way Hmm. (laughs) if if you if you really think about it right so to get to the final product yeah to get to the the final thing it, it compiles so like baking them would be but but Programming everything is making sure that or the algorithm is just an instruction set. That's all it is. Right. So um, when you're going through your instruction set, you have an idea of okay, well, how do how do I, you know, how do I use combinational logic to get to an end result? And that's that's kind of right where you were at when you're talking about the scientific method and how you were you were basically debugging yourself. Right. Yeah, and exactly. debugging. Debugging. So, what happens when you program something and then you say you decide it to to run? Right, it'll actually start at the very beginning of your 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 program source code and go step right through it mm-hmm. until it it gets to the end. Until you tell it to stop or it ends or it does something or it hits an error before it gets <laughs> to the end. Yeah, a semicolon. That's the bane of every programmer's existence. <laughs> Where's that semicolon at? Uh, anyways, um, yeah, debugging is just like that. So I can. St- I can set, um, I can tell different variables inside that programming code. I can go, I can look at them. I can go, okay, um, I actually want, so I want you to kind of, it's debugging is kind of like a fake run of your program. So you could put certain uh, like pause points in a way. So you put a pause right here on your program and say, okay, at this point in time, what is this variable doing? And you can look at it and you go, okay, well, I see that I put it into a for loop and I got this loop going. It's now at the counters at six times I've gone through this loop. So you can say, okay, well, why, if it's saying, if I'm seeing my output and it's getting to seven, well, why is it getting to seven? I can actually put a a little stopping point at that and see what exactly it's doing. Right. So that's, that's kind of what debugging is. And so that's kind of kind of like what you were saying is or, or even the, the if then statements so 
if I see that like the logic I'm getting isn't quite correct, I can go, okay, well, I can step through there there are if then st- or if else statements in programming to say that okay if if it is this then run this pro this 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 code right saying okay but if it isn't this then it needs to do the rest of this code or it needs to do um else if it's it's conditional logic is what it is right and you, you it's can so, it have more than two variables there? Can oh it, yeah, oh. it can have anything you want in there. Oh my god! And it's, it's, oh my god! Like if if anything, then yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then there's there's also such uh there's also things uh like case breaks. Mm. So, um, it'll check to see. Okay, it'll actually go. It'll rotate through this thing and it'll say, okay, if it's zero, do this. If it's one, do this. If it's two, do this. Or it could be like, if if the if the answer is washington if, if it's that then do this right and then there's a default one where it breaks out right that's that's just case breaks and just like stuff like that but yeah but but so even just that there mm-hmm. that's the just i mean it's hard to understand the word simple it seems a little silly but in a sense it is so simple it's it is very simple yeah it's, yeah. it's just you, you you give it an answer and it or you give it a, a problem and it says if i get to this answer then i know what to do if i get mm-hmm. to this answer then i know what to do but uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Um, but from from the ground up, um, yeah, you start with your bits, and then um, even 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 past those bits. So the bits are almost like inputs, right? And then um, you have logical gates. So there's an AND gate, there's an OR gate, there's XOR, there's in XOR. There's there's like I think eight different gates you can do, but um, these gates build up that what's called an AL, the ALU. The, um, let's see what, what's an ALU. I forget, I forget the the actual. Actual. We're having Jamie look it up for us. That's Joe Rogan's like uh, homie that works with him, who looks up all his shit on his podcast. Okay. Uh, arithmetic logic unit. So okay, okay. When you build up these gates, you get the ALU. But then after the ALU, you get the, the actual CPU, the little square thing in the middle of the motherboard. That's their CPU. Right. Is that, that's, that's the brain of your computer right there. So then after that, you go up into um, assembly. So that's, that's switching from the hardware side, which is your motherboard, into the software side of things. And then higher than that is um, the C code. And even like dynamic languages that are like scripting programs and stuff like that, or scripting languages, things like that. Right. So, yeah. Um, but how that, um, so there's that. And then there's actual quantum computers that are getting, that are kind of, kind of weird. Right. Yeah. Um, so if people talk about quantum computers and they're just like, Oh God. Like that's that's the end of the world type of thing. Yeah, where what's uh what's we we could what's Rick and Morty's like view on quantum quantum computing and because I I feel like they they touch on quantum stuff pretty well. I feel like they lay it out, don't you think? Um, I mean, in like a oh oh like the box thing, like the the uh like the uh, I'm gonna butch this, but like the fleet fleeble box or something like that where they. Where it's like Rick's car dies, and he has to go into the uh, 
the the miniverse or something oh like that. yeah 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 where he dives in and they're like you're just my fucking car battery yeah <laughs> yeah the google box or some shit like that yeah. i don't know but uh, uh but uh yeah um where like he builds a universe inside a battery to tell these people hey make free energy for me. Yeah. And they like have a whole existence. They think they're just like living this whole world. Peace among worlds. Yeah. Rick. <laughs> uh, that show's great. Oh, th- actually that, that show, I'm not going to ruin it, but like, uh, that when they get way down in the teeny verse, um, so it's, it, the logic kind of wrote, or it, the, the, uh, the part where Rick, Rick talks to Morty, and then their genius scientist talks to Rick the same way Rick talked to Morty. Oh, yeah. And then you kind of, there's a little piece that you figure out about Rick because if it's continuous, if it's continued like that, you actually find out a little bit about his backstory about it. So it's kind of, it's kind of, there's these parts in Rick and Morty where it's just like, God, that's fucking dark. That show is deep, dude. dude that it show is, is deep. layers deep. Yeah. I think my, my, favorite episode was the unity episode because it shows the contrast between um uh science and religion and how like it combines people or it makes people like i'm not gonna go there but um <laughs> it makes people um hey we it, can go there on this podcast oh, okay, okay. we can yeah i, I guess but it, you it don't shows, have to, it shows how like um without religion and people would tear themselves apart over fucking having cone-shaped nipples yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's uh, like, oh, okay. So I, I get it. Like, that's that's actually a good, uh, one of the main reasons, or a good reason why religions is. Well, I mean, humans exist. don't, humans aren't born with like a value structure in some right. ways. I mean, there is there is a right and wrong that we feel, but we don't fucking understand it if it's not sharpened. So right. having a structure of, of values, let's generalize it as that. But yeah. Um, so, okay. But actually, I'm going to segue this really nicely. Do it, so do um, in the time episode, um, you actually see, uh, you see um, uh, Morty, he splits the times like into a bunch of pieces. And they're like on the screen. They're like in their own different universes and stuff. Well, outside of like the garage was a bunch of cats, and it's Schrodinger's cat. Mm. Yeah, so it's allusion to Schrodinger's cat, which kind of brings us full back to the full circle here about quantum computers. Um, so uh, Schrodinger was this physicist guy. This is a very famous story. I feel like if you're interested in, in science or yeah. in this world, you, you've probably heard this this term before. Yeah. So Schrodinger is this is this guy or this uh, scientist physicist um, who had this thought experiment that um, you put this uh, radioactive isotope inside a box and then you put a cat in it. And the thing is, you close the box and the the part of it is you don't know whether either the cat is alive or the cat is dead and you don't know whether or not the cat is dead or alive. So when that happens, so it's basically like the cat is this, is this particle, right? It's this photon particle and it's in what's called super superposition to where we don't know whether or not the cat is alive or dead until we open the box and see, this motherfucker's right. dead. So though we can assume alive, yeah. we can assume that he's dead, we actually don't know. It hangs in a 50-50 balance or what you know, I mean right. logically, I guess that's not the right word there, but yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in, it's in this 50-50 balance of yeah. 
of whether it being alive or dead. And that has to do with um, superposition and entanglement. Um, well, wait, hold on. How did Schroeder, how does this, what was his exact experiment? Uh, let's see. I can, I'll look at it. Let's up. pull up his exact experiment because yeah, that, yeah. that does round it out. Um, That's a, it, it's essentially saying, I remember as you look this up, I'll say uh, from Silicon Valley, uh, that show, wonderful show, uh, they have a, a situation where there's essentially a, a they have a live webcam of an eagle's nest or a, a bird's mm. nest. And they were like waiting for their eggs to hatch or something essentially. And then uh, one of the characters in the show called in, said, Hey, I think something's going on. Their eggs haven't hatched. So what they were saying was, it, it, Oh, and then they, they had a gentleman <laughs> come and check oh, yeah. on it. He, he checked on the, the webcam. Oh yeah. And he checked on the, the eagles. But so, the, and then what happened is the gentleman who was checking on this like thing in, in this forest, you know, he's checking on this bald eagle and the camera, he falls. <laughs> and then, so what they're saying, what they're, how they round about is they're like, well, if you, uh, Jared, who's the character of the story, if you hadn't called about this, then that man wouldn't have been in this situation. Yeah. That man wouldn't have fallen to his death, most certainly. Because he observed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. kind of this whole, it, it's it's a, you Dude. know, it seems like a small story, but it's, it has this this wonderful way to conceptualize a lot of what ifs. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Um, What's free will? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book over there you can borrow. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We'll go into that later if you want to. Okay, um, the Matrix stuff. Love the Matrix. Dude, yeah. Well, fuck it. Let's just go into it. Do it. Wait, hit me. Hit me. Okay, 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 okay. So yeah, it, yeah. Wikipedia, I kind of got it right. Um, so um, it's an interpretation of quantum mechanics applied to everyday objects. The scenario represent, pre- uh, presents a hypothetical cat that might, that may simultaneously be both alive and dead, a state known as quantum superposition mm. as a result of being, linked to a random subatomic event that may or may not occur. A thought experiment is also often featured in theoretical discussion discussions of interpretations of quantum mechanics. Um, let's see. Mm, yeah, it's, it's just, a, it, it's observing whether or not the cat's alive or dead. So mm-hmm. when we get into, so when you look at, particles and we split these particles and i'm oh i might go into cern later i'm not sure talk about cern later we got plenty of time okay so um when you split these photons um they are both connected equally so photons can actually exist two places at once crazy right but they have they have really high energy states is why they can blip in and out of existence real quick, which is f- fucking weird. Yeah, we understand that really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't and I'm not. I I'm I'm really trained on classical physics and not quantum physics, so I know right. enough to get by to swim the waters of quantum physics. But I can't. I'm not going to dive deeper than that. Right. No, and I wouldn't expect you to. I, I think <laughs> just like being able to these words come up so often in there. Yeah. They're going to be more and more in our normal language. You know, we use science and technology more and more. So I think it's cool that you're able to explain it such that you are. Um, But entanglement is just this thing where um, basically when you split these photons, they, they exist in, in, in two, two places at once. So whatever, so you can be light years away and these things are still connected somehow. It's, it's crazy. 
uh yeah but i mean it, well it's not crazy because space and time are all connected linearly across the fabric of space so yeah anyways um these these particles are tied together and if you were to observe them or um, better yet like measure them you don't have to it's not physically looking at something it's actually measuring it and saying okay, okay this this particle is either positive or negative or so this isn't like if i'm just like hey like trying yeah. to sneak up on it like hey, yeah I'm, I'm looking at you you <laughs> yeah, know you're like, not hey, gonna, fucking yeah you're not gonna sneak up on it so, it's, so it's, it's not actually, that it's, it's, it's measuring it it's measuring it yeah, yeah. So saying saying this is this yeah and this is that yeah correct so until you actually measure this thing, that's it. It will if you measure it and you see okay that this this photon particle is actually positive, then it collapses that entanglement and says okay this this particle is positive. Whereas it'll go back. To, so as soon as you're, it, I think, yeah. So once it's measured, it's it's done. It's it's its state collapses into that thing. Whereas more photons are out there and they're in that superposition of either being, of either being, uh, it's like a coin. It's like a, it's like a coin. Okay. Like a, okay. So think of like, um, you toss a coin up into the air and you don't know whether it's heads or tails yet. And right. it just keeps rotating and rotating and rotating. But until you clap, claps your hands around yeah, it, grab it, stop it and yeah. look at it. You don't know whether it's heads or tails. Yeah. It, it, it is both heads and, and tails. tails at the same time. And also not heads and not tails. What the fuck? Wait, so is that, yeah. does that ever get into any sort of like, or is that just a quantum uh, statement? That's not the right way to use words, but like instead of it, so it's it's not yes, not just yes and no, but it's also, uh, uh, maybe. Gosh, man, I was, I, I, I'm sorry. That that was that was gonna be some sort of. There was a concept that floated in my mind for a second. Oh, no, that I was like, this is a middle out algorithm yeah, that I gosh. thought I was thinking of, but it was probably just. Uh, no, I don't know. If it comes on, back, mate. If it comes back to it, let me know. If it comes back, I'll try to solve the problem. Um, but yeah, that's that's. So basically, when you split that particle, it's it has this uh, entanglement to it. And it's it's in that superposition of being either heads or tails, positive or negative. And until we observe it, it 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 just it's in that state of superposition. So right. what does this have to do with quantum computers? Well, we're gonna go back to um we're gonna go back to bits and the light switches, right? So we understand that we understand that these um light switches are zeros and ones, right? But the problem then becomes, okay, what, so how do we use a, the, that quantum rail to represent these zeros and ones? Well, there's really no way you can. So the, these people, they built this very elaborate machines called quantum computers, and they use what's called qubits. And these qubits can be in multiple states at once. And they actually use quantum gates like the and or xor or those kinds of combinational gates to make the alu and the cpu so the problem with quantum computers are really fast and that's that's the reason why they're fast is that they can actually use that super that the superposition of those qubits to make combinational uh data possible right right right, right. so the problem that 
why well why 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 don't we see you know why don't we see quantum laptops well the problem there exists is that we don't necessarily really understand how to use the layers of a, a abstraction like how i how i represented it in a normal computer it can't cross that threshold of going from the hardware side to the software side right. and that's why like um we don't see that because quantum computers is this the problem with clones right this this is a huge know. gap right here but so clones we can like okay we can make like it'll look exactly like a human all the we measured the exact amount of the insides but how it got there like the well i mean i'm not sure i'm not sure to be all honest. right yeah, yeah carry on with okay that anyways um so um oh, fuck, where was i at um Let's see. Oh, the layers of abstraction. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the quantum computers are, are designed to do very specific tasks, but do them very quickly, very much more efficiently than a normal computer does. But the layer of, of abstraction that it has isn't isn't met by let's say the, the computers that we know it to do. So we can't actually we can't really program this thing. We can only do very low level calculations really fast. Right. So that's why I wanted to get into, so I'll make that segue and I'll go into uh, prime numbers. So what, so the problem that we're, we're facing with quantum computers is that the um, decryption that, that we use normally is, is uh, maintained by prime numbers. So, what is a prime number? Well, a prime number is something that divides or is divisible by one in itself. You know, if you look at um, three, five, seven, eleven, seventeen, things like that. Those those prime numbers, right? But the thing that they do is they use really, really, really big prime numbers. I'm talking like I'll even bring up illegal primes right now, and I'll show you illegal primes. Yeah, illegal numbers, dude. You can't have this number. Or they'll throw you in jail. Isn't that crazy? It like, doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense because it's like it's just a number. Like I can actually think of it right now if I wanted to. Like wait, what how would you get thrown in jail? Yeah. I'll get to that in a minute. What? So yeah, they I know, own, dude. You can't own that shit. <laughs> or is it the nuclear codes? You get uh, the nuclear codes, bro. No, You're it's too not, close it's to not, the numbers. It's not nuclear codes. But uh, yeah, so you look at, see, look at this number and it's just this huge ass number. Illegal prime number. So you can just search, so people can just search, <coughs> is this, what would you search on Reddit? Just illegal prime illegal number. Illegal prime number, Reddit. But see, actually, this is actually a good one too, because it'll actually go into kind of what I'm, I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Oh, in the comments they do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. In the comments. Yeah. Oh, so it's, so it's it, if you want to check along, friend, just uh, Google Reddit illegal prime number. Let's see what pops up. And I don't think that this is actually a prime number. I think somewhere in the sequence, or no, it's a um, it's a zip file that that can lead to it is what it is. Mm. But um, I don't think that this is actually it because I think they in somewhere in that sequence they changed one number. Right. So <laughs> that's crazy, right? It's like that that one number makes it from prime to not prime. It's weird. But so what if what if you were looking at that right there and it had the correct number in it. 
Um, I think the FBI would actually contact this person at some point and be like, yo, take that down. That's fucking crazy. So here's the crazy thing is uh, why, why is this thing so illegal? So um, when, when, when you're using decryption, there's what's called public keys. So let's say you log into your bank account. Your bank account sends a, uh, a key that has a one huge ass prime number in it. And I think mm. banking keys are something they have like a, they have a allotted amount of keys that banks can use for or prime number keys that people can use to, to access their shit. But, um, they want it to do is they want it to match the, or if I got it right, it's you want it to, so it's a handshake, right? It's, it's you saying, okay, I got, I got all my login information. I want to make sure this is secure. So they use that prime number to say, okay, this is actually the right thing. We're good. This guy's good. So, um, the problem is, is that, um, when you're trying like hackers, right. When they're trying to figure out, okay, I want to figure out what this guy's banking thing is. Right. So I want to figure out, okay, I can factor big numbers, right? And they use prime numbers for a reason because it's only divisible by one in itself. So they use a prime number because it'll sit there and it'll go, okay, I, a computer can factorize a million, the number a million into its all its different factors really quickly. But it does that by guessing and checking and say, okay, I got all the factors, boom, I'm good. But right. it'll if you have a big, big number like that, it it goes. Fuck! I gotta check all these, and I gotta, I gotta make sure that this this comes out right. And it, it sits there and it sits and spins and spins and spins its 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 gears and goes, and it just takes forever for it to compute. And eventually, I mean, if you give it enough time, it'll it'll spit you out something. But the key is not. I mean, we're human. We, we don't got all that. Right. Anyone don't got time for that? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so they use prime numbers, for, but the problem is the quantum computers will be able to say, fuck that. We got it. Like, like quick, like, instantly. yeah, instantly. So that's, that's the main issue between, but the other thing is also the abstraction levels to it too. So anyways, yeah, that's, that, that's how prime numbers comes into play, but the the coolest thing, the reason why those prime numbers are illegal, is uh, I think back in the day, and you know, it's actually in that Reddit thread. Um, back in the day, um, this uh, DVD pirating was was huge. It still is huge. But um, what people, what the DVD company decided to do is put a um, encryption key. Yeah, they decided to put that encryption key on it so that people couldn't just rip off their stuff just like that, you know? So I think someone somewhere figured out that it was it was this illegal prime number. And what they did was they they I think they they sold the they go they went to a company and they go, "Hey, I got the I got I didn't know the encryption key to this." Right. So what they did was this this company was like, "Okay, well, we'll uh we'll pay you for this and uh we'll use we'll use this encryption key inside of our devices that will allow you to bust open <coughs> bust open this DVD and then then pirate it or upload it to the web so people can pirate it right i mean it's it's brilliant right well 
the FCC was like, fuck that. You can't do that. Like we're going to, we're going to throw you in jail. But having that encryption key or having these illegal prime numbers, because the, the company had it, they undoubtedly had it. Like you can crack open this, their device that strips, strips the information inside a DVD. And it was there. It was brought as day. Like you're fucked. Had them dead rights, yeah. So that's good. Uh, just looping that to the ingredients thing. So that's like knowing, like, so if the back of your back of your thing says flour, apples, and cornstarch, and that's what makes it, it tells you exactly how much flour. It tells you exactly how much cornstarch. It tells you the ingredients, mm-hmm. not not just the ingredients. Oh yeah, but, but how it fucking works. It's together. like having the secret ingredients. It's like, like having secret. Yeah, it's the it's, dude. It's it's kind of like having the. Uh, well, I guess not a super tough, but I was thinking about like also that, you know, kings back in the day that have like their official stamp. Oh, yeah. Like if you open like this is from me and only yeah. me. And like, yeah. there's no oh, one else who has a ring this. and shit. Yeah. 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 I, I forget what the heck that's called. Why am I? What, uh, is, what is that called? Oh, uh, man. I, I totally. This is like my favorite terminology world over here. I should know this. Okay. Or maybe it's not even a cool name, but. But yeah, it, it is. It is like that. It's like having that. It's having that special stamp or a special ingredient that says. That you don't include, it's like KFC. You know, you don't. What's hey. what's the secret herbs and spices? You know, you like can't know. give them all the juice, can't, man. Can't, they'll, yeah. they'll steal your business model. Maybe there is no secret ingredient. Kung Fu Panda. Jeez. Boom. Yo, that's such a good movie. A great that movie. movie. That's such. I a actually, good movie. I actually just watched that like the other day. No shit. Yeah. Chaley and I just watched it uh, in in London like the, two months ago. No way. Yeah. I, you know, I I noticed I I mentioned that I was in London. Like, I just want people to know yeah. that I was in London. <laughs> Dude, how I fu- watch it anyway. <laughs> how funny would it be? So, like, you know how in movies, how uh, they'll they'll get like uh, actors or uh, voice voice actors to redub the the uh, the actual thing. But okay, yeah. imagine it being so. I mean, Kung Fu Panda is in English, obviously. But imagine if it was like in like like Cockney like English. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Oh, there, there ain't no secret ingredient. Ain't no secret, you fucking yank. All right. If fuck off once you use a secret ingredient, mate. Fuck off, eh? I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. Hey, you know what I do want to talk about? Uh, also, more Cockney Thug. Wait, okay. I did go to this. I always just want to mention this. I went to this pub, Shay and I, uh, and it was a, it was a Cockney, a Cockney, uh, I don't know what he called him. The Cockney singer. He was a, a Cockney th- pub performer. Pub, yeah. But, um, uh, oh, dude, it was so great. Like, the, it was just, you go into this small pub and they had, we were super hungry. So we ate. We were like the people who were eating and you probably shouldn't eat. But uh, everybody just singing along. They have their pints. Like, people are just like, like spilling their beer all over. It's like this fun, like everybody's singing. Uh, and he's just in the corner with a curled mustache singing <laughs> like cool Irish songs and cool, you know, British songs that, London nice. songs, I don't know. But uh five hundred year old pub songs. Yeah, dude, and Damn. it was just so fun. It was so fun. Uh I love mentioning that because you just do the, the Cockney pub thing. But uh <laughs> I do want to talk about something that we touched on right before this was oh, yeah. the coolness, real quick, because it mm. equates to kind of where we just were with the quantum computing. Yeah. Um recently, uh this is not meant to be a scary thing, but uh recently Google has They've got their version of the Summit computer, the quantum computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there, there's a football size. So here's the way that I know it, and please correct me if I'm wrong. There's a football size 
computer. Uh, I think it's in California summit. Um, it might not be in California, but it's essentially it's football size computers. It's racks of computers inside a warehouse or whatever that are just solving problems. It's just solving the fucking problem of problems. Mm. The problems that you don't know exist or think that we need to know it's looking in those up and it's trying to figure them out and whatever. That's my understanding. So, uh, my, and, and what Google now has is recently within the last couple of months, we thought this was like 10 years out or something, but they yeah. achieved the fridge size version of that exact same thing. Jesus. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's so scary. Fucking hell. I mean, and again, I, uh, they did say they're like, Oh, and it's a hundred times faster. They said that too, which is creepy, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if all these, I don't think these things equate across the board as much as they like in conversation, you know, they yeah. simply like relate like, Oh, it's the exact same thing as the football field, but smaller. Like, I don't yeah. think it's that simple, but um, Not quite. Qu- quantum computing is is a very interesting thing. Um, yeah, but uh, still, yeah. Um, supercomputers, supercomputers are different from are still different from quantum computers. I mean, oh yeah, supercomputers. But so supercomputers are still a computer that. That it's still going off zeros and ones. It's not going off of qubits or anything like that. But it is very, 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 very. So the supercomputer hasn't even jumped into quantum computing. Um, it- well, think of think of like quantum computers as something people use as very they use quantum computing as for very specific things mm. like even though um these the supercomputers could actually now do uh, the same processes it, it all has to do with uh what you what you'd really try to so the problems that so it really depends on what you want to try to do so um if you want to like map genomes and stuff like that i mean you'd almost want to use a supercomputer to do that because you're looking at mounds and mounds of data like so you want to sift through that and look look for things or um whereas quantum computing it will do different things much quicker because it, it doesn't have rely on zeros and ones it's it's that superposition that it's reason the relying on right so <clears throat> uh now it's actually so even scarier so um, I think supercomputers run off of what are called flops. So there used to be, it used to be called, it used to be called MIPS that would uh, millions, millions of something per second. Um, but it's actually starting to get into what's called exos- exoscale. And, um, it refers to computing systems capable of at least one exaflop or a billion, billion quintillion, or it's, a billion billion is a quintillion calculations per second. A billion billion, Jake, per Dude, second. Our brains don't even, our brains think that we're like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Your brains don't get that. It's just like the population of the world. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know what 7.6 billion people, that's that's this many people. Our brains don't understand that number. But also, MIPS is a cute word for something. Yeah, I, yeah. Mip, I want to name a cat MIP. MIPS. Yeah. MIPS. Oh, dude. Mips. Mips. Mipsy. Oh, that's kind of cute. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't really want a cat. Um. Yeah, it's, it's nuts because... You're, we're starting to get into um, when you have that that crazy of or that amount of of calculations per second. You're starting to get into, or you're starting to get into the capacity of a of a neural or, or what our brains could actually do because our our brains are still really really fucking powerful. Oh yeah, like um, but. It, it's it's just weird because you're you were now starting to really get into that threshold of holy shit like we're starting to we we will i mean i 
I almost think that we will see what what is called the singularity in our lifetime, Jake. It's going to yeah, be. I think so too, actually. It's. I mean, and it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. And yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's gonna. It's dude. We'll it's, see it. I, I. It's there's so many, there's so many things that like I think. Like you, you think you're like, oh, here's how we're gonna get there, and here's how that's gonna happen. But I feel like it's gonna be like. Like what you know when we reach the singularity, like whatever the fuck that really means, even yeah. Like what, like how it's going to happen, how how we're going to get there, and like when and the time frame, like it's going to be so so far fetched. We're going to be like, yeah, it's something we can't even think about right now. No, it's it's going to be a whole different language. Um, so, uh, going going into that, um, there, I mean, we talk when people talk about AI, they're they're most talking talking about uh, what's called narrow. There's two branches of AI. There's the ones that we know, uh, Alexa, Siri, um, things like that. And then there's that's the narrow AI. And then there's the broad AI, which is the spooky one. And the spooky one is something that will that that is the singularity. It will happen. I I, I hope in our lifetime. In a weird, I know that's it's kind of messed up to say that I want to see it in our lifetime, but. Mm. Because it's it is scary. I mean, you got people like Elon Musk saying it's like summoning a demon, and it really is like summoning a demon. There's a lot of people who think it's exactly summoning a demon, and it could it could spell disaster for humans. Mm-hmm. Just not. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of blind optimism about it. Um, which, but but I, but I also think that like we're we're right to be scared, right? But we can't stop progressing. It's this weird. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not in. I'm not even at any like. I'm not piloting any ships towards this harbor yeah. by any means. You oh, know, yeah. I'm not solving any of these quantum things myself. So no, no, no. I don't know. It's it's all different different worlds, but it's going to change a lot of the way we do a lot of things. Yeah. Um. And I, I and you put so. I mean, I hope I hope all of you listeners have list or watched The Mandalorian, mm. and if you haven't, yeah. I'll try and not ruin it, but. You know what? Actually, let, let's just just so you have an open platform. Let's just say right here, if you have not seen the Mandalorian on the Disney Plus, Disney Disney Go app, yeah, Disney Plus, Plus yeah. uh, we are going to have some spoilers here. It's a wonderful show. Yeah. Uh, we won't ruin it, even even if we talked about things. It's definitely yeah. worth watching. It's super fucking good. So so uh, go ahead. The Mando, he shows up to this guy. His name's Quill. Or his name's Quill, right? Quill, Quill, something like that. He's a farmer. He helps. So the Mando helps the farmer or farmer out by getting rid of these. Uh, thugs in the base and they kind of spark a friendship and he's like kind of like the only guy you can trust and uh in the beginning of the of the series um there's other bounty hunter look going after baby yoda is an ig droid and it's just just this thug killer dude goes in and wrecks these fools yeah it's awesome and then uh so this this ig droid was like fuck this i'm gonna kill this this baby yoda and and uh, Mando was like, fuck that. I like the baby Yoda. Fucking shoots the IG droid in the head. Yep, yep. Fucking dope, right? So being as resourceful as this Quill guy is, after the Mando leaves, this Quill guy picks up the IG droid yeah. and programs it to... to And then all the, I looked into the background of IG droids. Apparently, like, these things were... Like, as soon as they turned, like, they turned them on... They destroyed all the research scientists. Right. Yeah, they just follow orders. They just, yeah, they just follow the orders. They do what they are told. It's a real, so yeah. So and I remember Mando shot him. It was like a very big like blaster shot to the yeah, head. It yeah. fucked up his thing. And they made it clear that like yeah, this, this droid is toast. toast. He's done. done. He's yeah. he's he's decommissioned. 
So how how does this all apply? Well, when so the Mando got into some trouble and he came back to Quill and was like, "Yo," and the Mando he doesn't trust droids. It's it's obvious he doesn't trust droids. He doesn't yeah, like droids. Yeah. And he comes back to it or Quill, and the next thing he sees is that here's this IG droid back back in action, and he's like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, this this thing is a ruthless killer. It's designed to kill the baby Yoda. Like, it's, I don't like it. Like, F that. Like, no way. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, look, I I brought it back to my workshop. I reprogrammed it to do this. I I can reprogram it to be a nurse droid. Mm -hmm. Like, it will serve me. And it it shows a whole cutscene of Quill teaching this IG droid Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. to, do certain things and it's it's a warm scene too they, they give you this like okay we trust quill mm-hmm. like they give you this like we understand mando our character here but we trust yeah. we trust quill with with this like oh he's, he changed this droid. yeah he changed this ruthless killer droid into a functioning serving thing to to operate and to and to work with with him instead of against him so Immediately, I thought in the back of my head, like, oh, my God, that is such a reference to, like, how people look at AI. And he's like, he goes, look, like, it's the programmer who programs this machine to do the things that it needs to. If it's programmed to kill, it will kill. If it's programmed to serve you and to to be kind and to do these things, it will do that. And so... When when I talk when we think about like the broad AI and people are like, oh, just doomsday thing and right. it's not until it, it it can be like that and it it might be like that I'm not sure but if we put in measures in place to where we see that okay like we we and it's tough because we 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 say that it's AI right but if we control it, it's not really AI. So what, what measures can we put in place to make sure that it doesn't just end up destroying us? Because if you go, okay, I want you to, I want you to, um, or I want, I want you to take control of stock markets or whatever, or whatever you is designed to do. Um, how could you know if at one point it decides okay well and it could be just this most subtle little you know snowball effect on something like oh well this humans are now doing this now i have i have to protect what is i'm designed for is to make sure that this the system stays in place and is balanced and does if if i'm if I'm threatened, then I have to take care of the problem, which is humans. That's that's where it gets fucked up. That's where right, it can yeah. spell so, destruction. So if you give it a, just this is oversimplified, you give it a task, uh, open all the Coca-Cola bottles in the world. Yeah. Like d- do that in the fastest way possible. Go right now. You give it a task. You're yeah. a human. You, you type, you say, this is what you do. Droid, go. Droid yeah. goes, but the fastest way to do it, because you said the fastest yeah. without these, bit, some variables, some laws, let's say robot laws, uh, uh, 
it's okay. The fastest way to do it is to kill all humans real quick and use their uh, fingernails to throw <laughs> fucking th- yeah. throw at the top of all the the Pepsi cans or whatever I just said Coca Cola cans. Yeah. Uh, it, the bottles. Uh, it's yeah. it, it will find the shortest distance and it will. It's yes. kind of cutting corners essentially. Uh, yeah, without yeah, cuts. not having any kind of well. Actually, what I should do is just gather all the Coca Cola cans and just pop them off and just. It doesn't do that. Yeah, right, yeah. It's, it's like be, you said the fastest. Yeah. What's the fastest? Yeah, it's like um, oh, what's that? I still can't think of it. We talked about it, but it's like it's like a malicious. Uh, uh, oh, I almost got half of it. It's malicious um, compliance. Is what it's malicious called. Compliance. Malicious compliance. It's like Ooh. it's kind of like your mom telling you to clean your room and then moving everything outside of your room such that there's nothing inside. Of it. Right. Yeah. Like it's clean. It's clean. It's, it's clean. <laughs> there's nothing in there. I cleaned it of all the bed and the TV and everything. That's. I mean. Oh, that, that's a that's a great example. Malicious compliance. Yeah. Uh, it's very because that that kind of lays out like it will find the the smallest thing. I think that but, I heard one thing. But it's not malicious. It's it's just them making the connection. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing is I think that you know as a basic human understanding a lot of times we. Uh, I don't know this for sure, but we might see it as like, oh, well, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna get human emotions and do things maliciously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, no, no, it's not actually doing things maliciously. It's not like it picks up the evil from the person yeah. who who programmed it. It's yeah. just the person who programmed it told it to do these things, and if they didn't have the right checks and balances, mm-hmm. it's gonna be contributed as something evil. Yeah, it might kill people, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, I mean that IG droid still went into that base and marked fools, but. Wait, what was the the part where he? Um, so again, spoiler, Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. The part in the end where where mm-hmm. the droid they're in the boat, like the lo- was it a lava boat or was it? Yeah, it's a lava boat. So remember, at the end, that was an argument. That that's a good example yeah. of, of his programming, actually. Yeah. Which well, an interesting example yeah. because I don't think we're I don't think what he was doing in this scene. I don't think we're at yet, right? Technology right, right. wise, I, I I don't think. Yeah, it 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 gave it gave the or the Mando the so should I re- resort back to my old programming or should you want me to just keep going? Yeah. So I don't know, something like that, but yeah, it was essentially saying like my, uh, what, what's the most viable option to keep my main programming, like keep baby Yoda alive. What's yeah. going to be the, like sacrificing yeah. myself as a droid is the most plausible outcome to keep this baby Yoda alive. I think yeah. it was like but that, I, right? But yeah, but I can't do it unless I'm told to resort back to my main programming. Right. Crazy. God, that's Gosh, such that's whoa. So weird. Yeah, dude. But yeah, that that, that just like that jogged yeah. in the back of my head. I was like, that has everything to do with like what's gonna happen in the next how many ever years. And it's it's really? we're, we're gonna I hope to see it, but we, we definitely have to put protocols and things in place. And I don't know if that means uh augmenting humans with machines because it might it might be that or it might be something else. I don't I don't know. I haven't gone that far in my science career, so but right. I'm, I'm pretty far. But I haven't gotten that far. What is your what What are your class? I think I asked you last one. But what are your what are your classes you've taken? Obviously, C plus oh, you know, programming. Oh, dude, I've taken. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so like just like lay, like lay them out. Okay, all like all of them or just computers. Whatever's relevant. Okay, so um, I had to take three quarters of. Uh, engineering physics, which is just going over the classical physics. Um, I've had, I started at, uh, uh, let's see, I started at Trig. I placed into Trig and then moved up to pre-calc 
and then from those calculuses I made it through calc 4 and then past calc 4 I've done linear algebra and differential equations um, for computing I've done um, C++ is what they start you at it's it's basically learning piano for the rest of the computer languages right. and then you go in well I've also done discrete math which is learning um, about like uh, numbers number theory and number sets and like how there's more than one infinite there's like uh, so there's a set of all numbers right like normal numbers one two three four five but how many numbers are in between how many numbers are in between one and two there's an infinite set of numbers between one and two and that's that's a different infinite or the numbers of all all of those numbers inside that numbers is a, is a different infinite what was the name of that class uh just uh discrete math discrete math. yeah like whatever strange concept it is but, super, but it, that's the one where it's like it gets into weird symbols i'll show you it gets into like how was that class was that oh it was it was awesome was it I, interesting? I, I, was I loved it because it? it's like um the guy who taught it his name is nick macias he's a bit of a unicorn down there at clark um i don't know why the guy is teaching he's just this he's the kind of guy where you can tell because you know how if you ever watch the Joe Rogan thing, even you, you see how like Elon sit there and he'll like you can see that you can just tell the gears oh are are moving a mile a minute. I think he has seventeen layers deeper than a lot of us dude, can hold. Dude, yeah. for real, some of us do a different. Depending on your, I don't know, intellectual ability, you can hold you can hold layers. You know, like there's yeah. you can kind of get to notice how many layers deep you can hold a concept and be able to come back to the original concept. Uh, but dude, that guy fucking holds seventeen layers, layers deeper than deep. anybody. It's yeah, wild. Um, and this guy, this Nick Macias guy, he could just—you would ask him a question, and he was already like. And the the crazy part was is that he wouldn't he wouldn't necessarily look at you straight in the eye. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just like who he is or just what it. But you can just tell like the, the gears in that guy's head are moving. Right. And um, I don't know why he was teaching it, but. He taught it in such a way. It was really cool. It was like uh, the the logical part of it was, um, you know, if like if it's if you see water on the ground, you know, doesn't mean it's raining. That's that was one of the questions that got brought up. Hmm. If there's water, if you walk outside and there's water on the ground, does it mean it's raining? I mean, someone could be on the roof with a hose. Someone could be up there pissing on you. It it just depends. Could be next to a spring. Yeah. You so could be, you could be a, you could have your pipes just broke ten layers deep. Yeah, exactly. There could be so many things. Someone could went out there with a bucket and just right. I don't know. But it's 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 learning that logic system. It's um, so if I said um, if I said a plus not b, what does that equal? A. Yeah. Thank you. You got it. Great. That's that's exactly that's exactly it. But it gets much, much harder than that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and think about telling like, all right, all right, mm-hmm. computer mm-hmm. who is just ones and zeros or whatever it is, like what yeah. you learn this. Yes. yes oh exactly. dude, yes. math is so crazy. Nuts. But it's it's great it's cool to think like uh, you know, just what I said at the beginning, relating that back to like yep. problem solving. Yep. It seems like this thing that's uh, science seems like this out of reach thing. Or something that's like, oh, it's not like my interest or it's not like my, I mean, yeah. obviously it's, it's all over in your life. Oh, and, it, and, and I, I love science too, but, but 
uh, I I love emphasizing to the regular people that like, dude, like the way that science is done is how like humans work backwards. Like, like you you figure yourself out. Oh, perfect, like, dude. It's it's perfect, dude. You got that so right. So great. I love um, it. So let me let me ask you this. Or here's here's another question from that guy that or Nick Macias and that he's a professor at Clark. One of the things he brings up is it's called mathematical induction is the coin term of it. But the question is, if you were to walk from Seattle to Boston, how would you do it? And you have to walk. Okay. This it, isn't, it's not a trick question. Um, uh, I, I, mean, I, mean, I, I suppose the, I would just, just plot the shortest distance there the, the quickest distance okay. from here to there yeah but but how, how are you gonna do that start walking yes that's it you can get from seattle to boston all you have to do is put one foot in front of the other that's induction and okay. it's, it's, okay. it's it goes way deeper than that because you have to prove it and discrete math is is doing that it's it's okay prove that this number is even and it's, oh, is it divisible by two? If it is, then yes, it is even. If it's odd, it's two in plus one. So it's shit like that. Is discrete math definitive in all cases? Or is it is discrete math something that you could just keep taking semesters and quarters of discrete math and learning different layers? And layers? Oh, no, it's just it's just that one layer. I promise. Okay. It's not like calculus. Okay. Calculus. I, on the surface fuck, right dude. now, I'm thinking that it just complicates everything times. No, but. no. It's it's learning. It's just number theory and learning um, how how these numbers interact with yeah. each other. But but the main point of it is, yes, you can get from you can get from Seattle to Boston. But how do you prove that? And it's learning. Okay, well, there is a road structure. There is a path to get there. And it's all it really is is putting one foot in front of the other, and right. it's it's there's no there's no thing in the middle where it's like haha like you get to Missouri and you're like it's there's no roads anymore you're fucked. So, but yeah, it's anyways yeah that's that's discrete math. Okay, I don't know where we were going with that, but um. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think we took a, a side street. Oh, oh yeah. I was asking you about um, the classes that you took. Oh, and then yeah. I asked you to expand on discrete math. I think. Oh, yeah. So I uh, took discrete. Um, what see. was what was your out of these? Uh, definitely list off if you have more because I think you definitely oh. do. But uh, if you can remember, what was your like funnest or I mean also like funnest professor too? Oh, I always yeah. like pointing out like the, um, you know, not like not to like just make one person famous or make them like, but there is something um, about pointing out someone's like name. Like this person, this person was a good professor because of this. Yeah. I always love doing um, that. You know, I mean, besides the core classes like English and stuff like that, like within the actual core of the engineering degree, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely say that Nick, yeah. he's just, he, he reminds me kind of like a lot about like you, he was really? very eclectic in his choice of, um, like suits that he wore, huh. like he almost rivaled like uh, you know the crazy guy with the uh, the question mark suits and stuff. Like yeah, that. dude, he, it was crazy. He would wear like those feather earrings that you do that you have. Excellent. Yeah, I know, right? You would fucking click with this guy. So, dude, yeah, awesome. You would love him. Let's um, do it. What, what, I sometimes a daydream like maybe the podcast will open up these cool relationships with these like professors. You never like, know. I, you never I know. Don't know man. Um, but uh, yeah, no, very eclectic guy. Um. Had, had just a beautiful way of explaining things and i wish i could just follow whatever he had to say but right. 
it was really cool because um, I think he really liked uh, I I had to do a special project board about something. It had to do with music, and I think I wanted to um, build a board that allowed me to connect to um, I think Tractor and somehow program Tractor to that that little breadboard. Just to do simple stuff, not crazy right. shit. Just simple, like play, plop, hip, hip plop. play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, "Oh, that's really cool." Like, what? Like, and he, of course, this guy, mile a minute, right, was already like on my shit about like, "Oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this." He's ten layers deep of how ten you layers solve deep, it. and I'm like, "Dude, I'm trying to figure this out myself." <laughs> like, so it's just that. Yeah, he was probably one of my favorites. Um. But yeah, I've I've taken C plus plus, and then from C plus plus you go to Java, which is a different object oriented programming language, and then um, from Java you go to you you keep you keep programming in C, but you go into what's called data structures, and you're learning how um, different algorithms will affect data differently. Then you get higher. I went into uh, CS two eighty five, which is then going into a program language called C. So clever, clever plan word. So C C programming language became came before C plus plus. So in a <clears throat> in a what's called a for loop, you d- you assign uh, an integer, and each side uh, a is equal to zero, and if it's less than let's say nine you're going to increase a and then you'll execute some code. So let's say inside that code, it says your number is right. So you go through that code. You start with the first one, right? It's, it starts with zero, a equals zero. And then it goes, okay, I'm done with the loop. I'll start back over the loop. They go, okay, now, now, now a is one. And then it goes in through the loop and says, okay, your, your number a is now equal to one. Does it again? A is two. A is three. A is four. A is five. A is six. Seven, eight, nine. And then it gets to nine, and then it's done with the loop, and it goes out. So, th- what you do to tell A to increase is you go plus plus on the on the source code. So the funny okay. bit. So the funny programming humor is C came before C plus plus because it's the next iteration of C code. Funny, right? Okay, okay, yeah, dumb programming humor. <laughs> oh, that's a force laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stupid I mean, killy. No, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. laughing at the subject. No, no, no. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so how did learning C was tough because C is not like C plus plus where um, it can be object oriented, but it's not. Um, it's just th- we use what's called pointers, and these pointers are used to reference data inside an address. So we can pull and manipulate things using these pointers. But for some reason, they in C they decided that like these pointers mean fucking like every different thing ever, and it's just it's it was built for masochists basically. It was. Just terrible. I don't know. It was just so fucking hard to. But it's a step that you have to like learn. Yeah, along yeah. The way. Because it's it's so important because your MacBook is is a Linux based, so it, it runs C code. 
um, a, lo a lot of the Linux systems, uh, like almost like majority of what we use in this world is Linux based. Mm. Like even that supercomputer, that Summit supercomputer is right. ran off of Linux. Can you believe that? That's so weird. Crazy, right? So are we good on time? We're good on time. What's uh? I mean, we could give it you know fifteen twenty more minutes. You want to yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 10, 10, 15 or something. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm at the end of kind of what I kind of wanted to talk about. Yeah, I feel I like know. I feel like we kind of like touched a good basis. Let's yeah. uh, let's just like chill on it. Um, what did you? Do you mm. remember what got you into like science, math? Like, is there any oh, like, yeah. like whether it was childhood or teenagers or anything yeah. that like kept you hooked? Do you remember? Um, I felt like uh, I was always good. I always felt like I was okay with math. Like I never like, I mean, I, of course I wasn't the kid that like I say that I am, but I, I was never the kid that got none first with those multiplication tables mm, back in like grade right. school. Yeah, yeah. Like you would like, you would slam just to make people know that you were done first. Like <laughs> yep. slam that motherfucker. <laughs> You're like, I didn't do the last 37, <laughs> but I'm done first. bitches. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I think, uh, well at a very young age, uh, I've always, I've always liked space. I've always wanted to be an astronaut. And if you know me, I'm very well connected to the spaceman. The spaceman. I am the spaceman. And um, uh, I think like when I was in like fourth grade, I did the, uh, I did my science project on uh, the curious, uh, yeah, the Mars rover. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Sick. Yeah. And so I became a little Elon Musk like follower at that point in time because i'm like yeah we're gonna go you were just investing in paypal yeah dude <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly mom mom mom, mom. I, I need i need paypal he's <laughs> wicked smart <laughs> but uh um no i i've always i've always i mean i still want to be a fucking astronaut man fuck but um never lose your dinosaur right like fuck hell no bro i mean this <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how it's going to work out, but we are doing some interesting stuff with the moon and yeah. with space. I mean, space is going to be a pretty open dude, thing in, I think, 10 chi years. China's going back to the moon. I Can mean, you believe that? It's, it's 50, so cool. 50 years later, we're going, we're going back there, man. It, rip opens, it, it rips open this whole new, like, weird world. It's exciting. But It's cool I, that we're going back. I, I, uh, I think the next, the next thing that actually got me into computers... <clears throat> So um, you can actually it's uh, you can take a milk carton. Yeah, you can take a milk carton, and it can be, becomes this computer, where it has like flashcards. And you, I think, what you do is you pick up you pick up the flashcard, and it like goes into the the milk carton and it's it it flips the card around is basically what it does because the answer is on the back so there's you have a have a five by five or yeah the five by three note card with a question on front of it and then you put it in the computer and the computer spits it back to you and then you read it to them so okay. yeah so i think like just that's exactly where i was like fuck i love technology technology is cool like i want to do this like yeah. but um as i went along like um you know, I got through high school and became a very active DECA member. I think that's that's initially where I met you, you and Gunner, both right. like met you both Way back try, trying to recruit you guys into DECA, and I'm glad I did. I'm Shout glad out I, DECA, dude. I'm, yeah, yeah, dude. DECA's, from that opportunity, um, that's a great. I, I think anybody, dude, 
it's like one of the more important things. I, I think like anybody, if you can get your little sister, little brother listener into DECA, if they're in high school marketing yeah. program, it gives you great uh, interview experience. A lot of Mark, uh, 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 mock, uh, like interviews and stuff. Yeah. Lots of great stuff. But. Dude, it's so crazy too. Cause like uh, Rick Davis, shout out Rick Davis. You're the man. Um, yeah. he, I feel very blessed to have been under his, uh, era of DECA, Same but Mac. I, crazy enough like i was i was doing a wedding this summer and i met one of the the actual the new instructor for that class and i go no shit and i don't know like how it came up or like like i don't know if i just asked what do you do like you know just just being nice kells you know right, like yeah pop that hey what do you oh i'm the uh i'm the new marketing um director or instructor for kelso high school mm-hmm. no shit right. you don't say <laughs> wow and so like, i mean that's some shoes to fill yeah that's- that is some. I was like, yeah. dude, you, I, the exact exact same words. I was like, do you got some shoes to fill, man? Like, they're probably I, sick of hearing that. To be oh, honest, yeah. though, damn, I didn't think about that. It's um, like a short joke, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, uh, where, um, yeah, I, I got into I got into Deca, and I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna be a, a business guy. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna biz, business guy, and dude, I can't sell shit. I'm the worst. <laughs> I am the fucking worst salesman ever. Like, I can't do anything. I'm not. You know, shout out like the Justin Laphams of the world who can just hustle, right, dude. Yeah, I love I love that guy because yeah. he can just hustle. I dude, that's that is not my forte. I like right. I like pushing numbers, and so that I was like, uh, you know, well maybe it got me thinking. I was like, yo, I like I like numbers. I've always liked numbers. I I don't know why. Like I was never really good in math in high school, but I've always liked numbers. So you know, I I still like business and I still like numbers. So. I'll get into accounting. And then I quickly found out with accounting that accounting is just the same shit over and over. Sorry to any of my accounting majors. (laughs) I love you guys. What you guys do is very important. It it really is. But it's it's the the chemistry is not there for for Kells. It's not there. Hey, you tested the waters. It wasn't for you. I'm I'm a I'm a problem solver, dude. That is that is one of my fortes is I can look at things and go, I need this, I need this, I need this, and we're gonna make this all stitch together right. and we're gonna come up with a solution. And that's that's what I do best. Yes. That is seriously what I do best. And um accounting is, is plugging numbers kind of, right? Uh accounting's I mean not balance. to simplify it their whole job yeah. just to No, it's sure. it's it's not just plugging numbers, it's it's balancing the books. Um, it's creating ledgers, it's, it's all that kind of stuff. Whereas, and it's, it hasn't changed. The practice of accounting has not changed since the Roman era. It has not changed. I swear to God. Um, so you didn't do, you didn't do DECA or you didn't do salesman. Yeah. You decided that was just like, yeah. But then, okay. So my, my buddy shout out, uh, um, my buddy, Evan Anderson, who I met up in Bellingham. Um, he and I worked together at Lowe's. He was in the, um, lumber area and I was in the paint desk. And I think we, we became friends through music, obviously. Like we both really liked heavy metal and shit and all that stuff. And, um, Evan was in the computer science program and he was, he was his senior year and he was, he was on his way out and, I think we were just like fucking both drunk one night and Evan goes, dude, why don't you fucking do this shit? Like you seem like you've got like such a knack at it. Like, why don't you do this with me? Like, 
you you say you don't like your fucking major right now, dude. Fucking switch that shit up, man. Right. He was he was like, dude, I think you'd be fucking great at this. You That's really epic. Yeah. Yeah. And I just go, fuck all Evan, you're just so fucking smart, dude. He's like, dude, it doesn't have anything to fucking do with that. Right. He's like, you're you're more than fucking capable, Kelly. Right. And I have to have to say this with people is whenever I bring up what I'm doing and I just, I hate when people get discouraged. I hate it. I hate when people look at math and they just go, fuck this shit, dude. Yeah. It's a million, it's a million steps. They don't, they don't see the one staircase, the one step. Yeah. They just see the million but steps. They don't want to do it. Once you, like I've, I've climbed the mountain, dude. I've, I've, I'm not a whole, like there's still some shit that's out there. That's just plenty. Yeah. Like I won't, I won't, probably touch on because uh, I just don't need, I do want to get my minor in mathematics and there's like analysis and stuff like a couple other stuff that I want to, I want to take before I'm like, I cash out, I'm done. But for the most part, I I've climbed the mountain, dude. I've, I've done every branch of mathematics possible and it's beautiful at the top. It's just, you look up and you turn back. It's just, it's so beautiful how, the the world and the universe works and it's so like yeah i look i think i went to like best or no i went to office max one day and i was like i need a calculator because i think my my taa3 was fucking up on me or something like that and i just needed just a simple calculator and here's the weird thing about calculus is that you don't need like some crazy ass taa3 all you need is like a little punch number calculator that's it I I think I needed uh something that could compute like angles of sine. So there's sine and mm-hmm. cosine, shit, tangent, and shit like that. And I needed to figure out how uh the angle of of shit. I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I I was like, "Fuck, dude! Like, you realize that you can unlock the universe with this little fucking thing? Dude. If you understand those answers, fit into other places. They do. That's so crazy. Fuck." That's right. But yeah, it's the truth. It yeah. is the fucking truth. And it's like this little $10, $10 thing, if you know how it works, it unlocks everything. Yeah. Everything. Nuts, dude. It's fascinating. I, dude, I always love that. I've, I've mentioned that on this podcast before that I think mathematics is exactly that. It's beautiful. I think mathematics is beautiful. Oh, I the, the cool thing about me is like, I mean, we've been friends for a long time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know a ton about math. I uh, It interests me. I love it. I think it's fascinating. I love to learn about it. I'm kind of like, I love to learn a little bit about everything, you know, oh, of course. Yeah, but of course. But I uh, like, it's funny, growing up, I always had that I'm not good at math. I'm a good, I'll write a mean paper. I'll read That's anything you need me to out loud. I'm great at all that stuff. But when it comes to math and uh, chemistry dude. got thrown into that math thing too, because I, I hit a point in chemistry where I was like, I stopped understanding the stage before this fully. And now that I've gone on the other stages, I can't understand any of what they're saying. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that's math too. That all sucks. But uh, now that I'm older, it, uh, you know, I, I learn little bits and pieces and like we, you know, you and I always have good conversations. You teach me a ton just by us oh. being our friendship. Oh yeah. But, uh, like it excites me to think genuinely like later in my life when I have like, let's say some free time, like mm-hmm. what, what's a subject I want to dive into? You know, I've got a lot that I'd like to dive into, but mm-hmm. I, I'm literally like later in life, I'm definitely going to spend, you know, maybe a year or two on just learning more math. I'm so excited about that. I think it's yeah. such a beautiful yeah. Wonderful thing. I, I think again that, that like just you just said, uh, it's not daunting. It's not, you know, big picture. It's a ton. 
yeah. right? But, oh, but yeah. the first step, you're just like, this is interesting. Science is interesting. Math yeah. is interesting. Physics, interesting. Like you can, you can take a little step and you can flirt with it and you can learn a little bit. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it, it, it's, it comes like, I think I, I got to a lot of these, these higher level math classes, they have this aha moment where you're like, you're fighting with it. You're fighting with it. You're fighting with it. And you're like, God, like this doesn't make sense. Like, and so your brain's a muscle, right? You have to give it time to let mm. shit sink in and and think about it and sleep on it and then come back to it and be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. dude. I love and, that. And then finally, I think it was um, uh, differential equations, which is fucking god awful. It's just, it, uh, it, but it still, it was at one point in time, I've, I mean, for me, obviously, um, it, for those level of classes, it's not that I think Calc 4 was a little bit harder for me because it was just coming back to all the things that I've done previously. But um, I'm usually good at something isn't hard for me um, until like I have to if, as long as I give something time, time and space and to just kind of let that let that kind of sink in and do its thing and, and work on it. I can, I can get it. Right? right. And finally, at some point in different, that differentials class, everything just started falling in together. Like all, all of these pieces that we were learning about it just all fell in so right, right. beautifully together. And like, I was just like, I fucking love math. I love it. Like, this is why this shit's fucking beautiful is cause shit like that happens. Right. And Yeah. Dude, it's, I, I agree with you. It's shit clicks into place and it opens up new doorways that you didn't know existed. And so it's just very fulfilling thing. Like, wait, this is an answer that works? What? Yeah. So look at, like, this is Euler's equation or Euler's, 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 I don't know. This guy. Exp- uh, describe what it is to someone who is not seeing. Okay. So it is the coefficient E um, to to the power of imaginary I. Uh, times pi and then it continues the equation plus one equals zero and why that why this equation is so fucking mind-blowing is that e is an irrational number it's like 2.7 on and on and on and on because it when when you graph e it uh i think it starts at negative one negative one and then it goes up like that and it just goes on and on and on and on up and up. But it, 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 it looks like it plateaus, but it doesn't. Okay. So you're taking one irrational number, you're taking an imaginary number, and then you're taking pi, which is another irrational number. So you're taking, you mean to tell me that two rational numbers and then you take one to the power of it and then an imaginary one number plus one equals zero yeah, and it levels or, itself out <laughs> or even that, or if you take, or if you take this, this little bit and then minus one to the other side of the equation, you're telling me that E to the I times pi equals negative one. That's fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> the fact that shit just works. Well, it's so yeah. cool because you see it at first and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But then like, if you just, if you just give it time, like you said, yeah. give it time, let somebody either explain it to you or, a lot of times, like uh, like yard work, I'm a huge fan of oh, yard work. I love mm-hmm. yard work. And a lot of times it's like, 
you can learn something Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you cram, right? You've been cramming. You're, you're in, I'm in, I'm down here. I'm learning about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then during the week, Monday through Friday, I've been doing yard work here and there, blah, blah, blah. But in the back of my mind, as I'm doing yard work, I'm thinking about grass. I'm thinking about emptying my, my grass bag. But in the back of my mind, these equations and how I understand these these things in mathematics or in, oh, in yeah. the subject are working on it. And sometimes you'll have these, like you said, aha moments. Yes. Where you're like, holy shit. shit. Yeah. Like you hear, like you, uh, like the bag gets oh. full and your lawnmower dies. And for some reason, that sound sparks. You're like, oh my God, I get oh, the fucking equation. Dude, but, you know, dude, dude, this is perfect. This is perfect. Hit me with it. Okay. So I wasn't, I was actually going to first start with this story, but oh. now that we've gotten to it. Excellent. Oh, yes. This is so great. Okay. So this dude, his name is Archimedes. He's a, 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 he wasn't a philosopher. He was a mathematician kind of guy. And he lived in Syracuse in 250 BCE, like 250 before Christ was born, shit like that. So way back in the day, right? Way back in the day. And he's a smart guy. Wicked smart, right? Wicked smart. Wicked smart. Um. And uh, one day, the he lived in Syracuse back in Greece, and the king apparently had given this goldsmith, or he was a newly appointed king, and he wanted a crown. So he said, "Okay, I want to, I want to allot this much of gold to this goldsmith to make me a crown." And um, the goldsmith was like, "All right, I'll make you a crown, and I'll give it back." So the goldsmith went and made the crown, gave it back to the king, and all was well until King started hearing some rumors. That shit ain't all gold, man. Yeah. 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 So disrespect. Yeah, no. Right. Like, so like the gold, like he was like, yo, did that goldsmith just like hack off like half this gold and like put a bunch, cause silver is like uh, also very malleable and like you can actually combine it with gold and becomes kind of goldish in a way, I think. But uh, um, I don't know. I'm not an alchemist. But uh, anyways, uh, the the king goes to Archimedes because Archimedes is kind of like this fucking brilliant dude. He goes, he's dude. Like I heard, like this goldsmith, it like ripped me off. Like I don't know if like he's like like took off with his gold, made an extra coin off of it, kind of thing. Like, is there any way you can fucking prove like? Cause it looks, it looks like it like normal gold crown thing. Like, but how can I, like, how can I prove that? And so Archimedes, he's like, all right, let me think about it. Right. So Archimedes thought about it and the, the classic story goes, he was in the bathtub. Homie was in the bathtub and the, the, the coin, the term Eureka is from him. So apparently this fucking dude, he figured it out. He goes, he goes, Eureka! And the homie like got out of the bathtub and sh- like streaked down the roads of um, uh, Syracuse to to the king, like butt ass naked, just fucking going. <laughs> He's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. Like I figured it out, and it had to do with the bathtub. So, um, the the in physics, the buoyancy is um, the force, the buoyant force of an object is the same as the 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 weight of the water the volume of water i know that's that's tricky right okay so i'll say that again so the 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 force the buoyant force is equal to the displacement of the volume of water 
So so the weight of the object on the top of the surface of the water pushes. Yeah. So if it yeah, so that that gold will try and be be buoyant. So what happened? So Archimedes figured this out. He goes, okay, I need exactly as much as much gold as you gave him because they have like logs and shit back then. They're like, okay, King King gave him this much gold. So what he did, what Archimedes did, he goes, he had a scale, right? And then he had like two tubs of water, you know. So what he did was he put the crown on one scale and then he put the same amount of gold on the other scale and he submerged them so that they floated. And so if if the crown was good, all good, it would have been equal in the middle. Right. But it wasn't, dude. So yeah, dude. Yeah, like the so uh what ended up happening was like the obviously the the I think the silver was lighter than gold and so the scales was was off and so the king was like fuck that because yeah. he put up he goes Gold's okay Smith's fucked off yeah. of your head so cuz you put you put the the two same amounts of gold on each side of the scale and then dip them in the water that they'll be equal right so he, he was like, yo, if that, if that scales off, which it was by a long shot, it, he was fucked. He was like, there's, you mix this with other shit and you fucking took the rest of the gold and made off with it. Damn. So fucking off of that motherfucker's head. So hopefully that dude had skipped town. He's like, before they figure this out, <laughs> no. before they measure a way to, to no way. this crown. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, it's that, it's that aha moment is, is that right. Eureka. So yeah, you know, I think this uh, this is a good way to wrap it up, man. Uh, yeah, I, I think that you know, kind of a lot. What I what I do, uh, lessening the the input sometimes is a lot of a lot of a good thing to do. Like, uh, so we're learning all week. You're learning a lot of times. We're stuffing our brains and blah 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 and stuffing and stuffing yeah, it. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes the best ideas come when you're mowing your lawn or you're in the bathtub. And and these ideas can't come when you're constantly just trying to shove down more ideas, right? Yes. So when you're constantly taking information, 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 whether that's could be good information, could be like. I'm so fascinated by everything that I just want to click on every YouTube video that I see. I yeah. have that all the time, but, yeah. but, uh, I, I do well now, um, being able to like keep my, my brain working in the background, keep my brain, my subconscious mind doing the scientific method for me, sort of figuring shit out, you know, mm-hmm. as I'm mowing the lawn, as I'm in the bathtub waiting for my Eureka moment. So listener, take some breaks. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, allow yourself some room for Eureka moments. You never yeah. know what might what might pop up there. D- debug, debug yourself. Debug yourself. Oh, yeah. If this, then that. If this, then that. You just figure it out. Yeah. Kelly, I love you, bro. It's, it's too, been man. a pleasure to talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you got to come and talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know some some things that you know about. I feel like I learned a little bit more yeah. today than than I do. I, uh, hope, I always learn something when I talk to you. I hope you guys aren't lost. If if anything, if you guys like are like, well, what did Kelly mean by that? Just talk to me. I'll okay. I'll, I'll I'll explain it. So yeah, bro. I'm I'm glad. I'm grateful for you. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day, listeners. And I hope you enjoyed Kelly. I'm sure sure he'll, he'll be on in the future. We'll talk about some more complex stuff. Try to simplify it. Cheers. Have a good rest of your day.